podcasting from Ealing, London. I'm Paolo Villamarino. I'm Annette Kramer. And this is the Activate Podcast, Season 2. Episode 8. In previous episodes, we looked at uh, the storytelling component of the strategy. I mean, saying that the strategy is a part story, part numbers. Now, storytelling is uh, about writing down a story, but as the words imply, is about telling the story to people. So what recommendation do you have around storytelling? Well, I think the first thing that's important to do is to talk a little bit about what a story is. We as human beings tend to process information in the story format. We see narrative in pieces of information. We make the connections among those pieces of information and create a story, whether the teller has that intention or not. So if we know that, then it's very useful if you're trying to persuade somebody of something to create the story in a very conscious way. And a lot of that has to do with structure. Mm -hmm. So just for an, as an example, the difference between a list and a story is often transitions. If you have pieces of information and you list them, which is often what people do when they are pitching, it's harder for people to remember because the connections between the pieces aren't explicit. If you make the connections explicit, people will hear those connections. It's much easier for them to hear the connections. And it's much easier for you to persuade people that one piece of information is the consequence of another piece of information. It sounds very obvious, but we don't think about it as much as we should, I think. Our level of awareness of our own process, both in thinking through a story and how people hear a story, um, I think is not as highlighted, for example, in school as it could be. And we then take that lack of awareness into the business world. Another important uh, piece of, of the definition of a story is if all pieces of information that are in the air become a narrative in our heads as a listener, then we need to think about every single piece of that is the story. So that means every piece should be structured in a way that brings out the importance of the next piece. And the, the trick of this is, is, is that there is no template. There really is no template. It's all about practice, test, iterate, test, iterate, just like software. So just for an example, I would say that no story should be told exactly the same way twice unless you're an actor. If you're trained really well in being able to seem as though what you're saying, you're saying for the first time, go for it. Tell a story in the same way twice. Generally what happens when you tell a story twice in the same way or three times in the same way, it sounds tired to the listener. It sounds rehearsed and it doesn't have the same kind of engaging quality. So we need to think about how we can structure our stories in different ways and then improvise. In the last podcast, we were talking about improvisation as something that demands you know exactly what it is that you know how to do, and then going right to the edge of it and knowing when to come back. And that's what you do when you're structuring stories. You need to think about the different ways you can structure a story, be very aware of what you're good at, 
and come back before you fall off a cliff. Okay, so one interesting aspect is a story is not a list. You need to find a way to connect item through the story. And the other aspect is you should actually prepare in one item for the next one. You can't just uh, create random pieces of information and try to stitch them together and expect people to be fascinated by them. I would say that if you do that, you're more aware of what you want to say than how people listen. And this goes back to the number one rule of communication, which is thinking in advance about how people listen and how they're going to receive what you're saying if you're trying to accomplish something. Probably many cases is also about being self-conscious. I mean, I think that you can detect that you have a problem in the way in, in your story just by trying to be honest about the story when you tell it to yourself. Would you be interested in listening to that thing? And very often the answer is no. I mean, very often if you are honest about it and you just try to, you play it, you record it, you play it back to you and you ask yourself, are you, do you find this interesting? Even if it's yourself, even if it's yourself telling your story, probably the answer is no, if you're not very good at doing that. I think that's probably true and perhaps more important, but I'm not sure, is that you have to think about yourself as the listener you intend. It's not just about whether you think it's interesting. It's what are the key drivers of pain and gain, as we said last time, of the person who's listening. Would that person think it's interesting? Every time you finish a, a section of your story, ask yourself, is that going to make the person who's listening want to hear the next part of your story? Stories are made um, from conventions. Right? Conventions are what we take for granted. So beginning, middle, and end are conventions. We have a sense of what that feels like. Those are conventions. Those are what we take for granted. You want to stay within the range of what's familiar to people, but you don't want to be predictable. And I think that is a tension, particularly in pitches and presentations that are formal in business. We tend to take a structure that is hackneyed because it's what is done. But there comes a point in a convention when it's dead and it's not effective anymore. And part of your level of awareness has to be around what works and what doesn't. If you walk into a room and you know what is going to happen, if you can predict the different sections that are going to come at which particular point, don't do it. Do something else. All right, so... Don't do that. And what are the other things that you should absolutely try to avoid if you're telling a story? Well, let's put this into the context of entrepreneurs and pitching because that's what we're talking about really. Uh, the first thing, and this goes for people who organize events where entrepreneurs have to pitch, do not use a hand mic. If you are asking people to pitch to an audience, or if you are going to speak to an audience, you do not need an extra thing to think about. You should have a clip mic. This is such a basic kind of thing. Basic, basic, basic. Um, insist on it. A lot of entrepreneurs I work with don't know that they can call ahead and ask about the space and ask about the mic. When you call up and ask about the mic, say, no, no, I don't use a hand mic. I need a clip mic or I need something on the podium. 
Mm-hmm. Another thing that you can say you shouldn't do or you should do, depending on how you're looking at it, know the space you're going to be telling a story in. Part of the story is the space. And part of the story is how you use your body. It's just all the way we think as listeners and as, as, as participants, as performance watchers. So make sure that you're very clear on where you're standing, what your relationship is to your audience or to your listeners. And if possible, and I would recommend it very strongly for the uh, event organizers as well, if you want your event to be successful, go to the space and practice telling your story in the space. The worst thing you can do is show up and be surprised because it will throw you off if you are not somebody who is very experienced or if you're not somebody who's particularly talented or if you're somebody who gets thrown off easily. Another thing that I recommend you don't do unless you're very, very good at it is ask a question in your story. So one of the things that a lot of entrepreneurs do is they say to the audience, how many people have phones? (laughs) how many people have had a problem when they've turned their phone on? It sounds smug more often than it sounds like an actual question. And it tends to put people off. Nobody wants to raise their hand. (laughs) So you're, you're defeating yourself there. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. I'm saying it's a risk. There's certain things that are risks. Telling a joke is a risk. If you're not hilariously funny, every single time you tell a joke, don't tell it. You need to reduce your risks. I would say do not take more risks than you actually need to. Another thing I would very strongly advise when you're telling a story, particularly when you're trying to persuade, is stick to the things that you know. Do not project information that you do not know. There is way too much room for somebody in his or her head to say, but... Because people are responding in their heads even if they're not responding to you in person. So, for example, I very strongly recommend, although this is controversial, it depends on the circumstance, of course, I I, I tend to recommend that you don't project what your revenues are going to be in the future if you have no traction now. You basically don't want to open up what you're saying to people trying to interpret it or to question it in their own mind as they're listening to what you're saying. I think, yes, that's true. I think... There's a very different effect when you tell a story in front of a group of people. There's a symbolic kind of element to it that is very different from if from from the effect you have, the impact you have when someone asks you a specific question. So if somebody asks you for pro, for a projection, you it, it becomes a different um, story than if it's part of a bigger story, a kind of overarching symbolic epic journey that your company is on. It's a smaller piece and it is much easier to defend. It's much easier to qualify. Um, it doesn't take on the kind of symbolic proportions that it would if you're putting it in with the rest of your, your company's journey. If you put in something that is suspicious or slightly risky in the rest of your uh, your your big story, it tends to weaken the stuff that could be strong in that story just by virtue of being there. Okay, thank you. That's very good advice. Uh, I think we can wrap this up for today. And uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm.